What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. Welcome to Episode 8 of the Life in Motion audio experience. Listen as I chat with Lori Livingston about how her crush made her fall head over heels for mountain biking and how she's turning Springfield, Missouri into a national mountain bike destination. Hey guys, I've got Lori here, uh, who is the manage, managing director at Trail Spring, a local nonprofit in Springfield, Missouri. Um, she's also very involved with the local um, and regional mountain bike community, and is also the organizer of the Single Track Mind Festival here in Southwest Missouri. Um, but to kind of go ahead and kick things off, Lori, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little about a little bit about yourself, you know, um, your background, where you grew up, what kind of hobbies you're into, those kinds of things. Sure. Uh, well, I grew up here in Springfield, Missouri, predominantly. Uh, we did move around a little when I was young, but for the most part, I've spent all of my life in Missouri. I call myself a Midwest girl, definitely. Um, hobbies, you know, mountain biking has always been a hobby, at least for most of my adult life. Before that, it was organized sports throughout school, but definitely always active. Um, you know, my, my journey kind of started in high school for mountain biking, and I've just fallen in love with action sports and trail running and anything that I can be outside doing. So that's it's kind of how I've grown up and how I've spent, you know, most of my life. Yeah. So, so you said you, you got involved with mountain biking in high school. So how did that kind of start? Sure. Well, you know, as all things go in high school, when you're a girl, it's usually a guy. That's <laughs> all it was for me. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's fine. Every, everyone falls into things in their own way. And, and I don't like to attribute the fact that I am who I am today because of a guy. Uh, but I had a crush and, and he was into mountain biking. And, and that was just how I thought I needed to be to spend time with him. And little did I know I would fall in love with it and end up making mountain biking and trail sports in general, like I said, trail running and hiking and all of that, uh, my own, uh, because it definitely started out as just a way to uh, get closer to this guy. <laughs> so, so did you guys just like start riding around or start going to trails or like, I don't know, I guess, um, you know, starting off as, as a crush, want to hang out with them, that completely makes sense. But I guess like what, what you're saying, how it kind of became your own was, I guess, just the more you were around it, the more involved you got and the more, uh, you know, races or trails or whatever you guys went to, the more hooked, I guess you just got. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know much about mountain biking or outdoor trail activities. Like I said, I was all sports and organized sports. I ran track. I played basketball and volleyball, baseball, all of that. So I was athletic. I was fit. Uh, but I didn't quite understand the next level of athleticism that would come with trail sports. Uh, it was kind of a slap in the face. Um, so when I started connecting with this guy, his name's Jesse, uh, he was spending all of his time mountain biking. He would go with his friends, just large swaths of time. And I was super interested in spending more time with him and, you know, trying to figure out how, and I convinced him to take me on a mountain biking trip. You know, it was kind of our first date. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what to wear or, you know, what to bring. And he really didn't do a very good job of explaining those things (laughs) to me either as it would go. So I show up in jean shorts and tennis shoes. He brings his mom's old 
old, old school Diamondback that's two sizes too big for me and a skater helmet. And so that's pretty much my first mountain biking trip was just kind of falling all over the trail trying to get my balance on a bike that really wasn't made for me and didn't fit me and it ended up being a horrendous day I cried I sat in a tick's nest I I thought oh my gosh he's never gonna talk to me again like this is so stupid but at the end of it when I went home and kind of reflected on the day I thought well you know I've never done anything that has physically challenged me as much as this mountain biking experience so I thought all right I'm gonna give it another try I'm gonna start investigating gear I'm gonna learn more about how to make this fun because obviously he's doing it and he loves it so maybe I'm missing something and I just kind of started to to figure things out as we went and I learned that I needed to ask questions and that I needed to investigate and you know mountain biking is not one of those things that you can just be good at it really takes a lot of work and I was able to put in that work <laughs> yeah. so do, do you uh do you partic participate in, a, in different events um you know here like from a like a racer standpoint now uh, not as much now as I have over the last 12 years, predominantly enduro uh, at this point. I don't do a lot of racing just because I, I work not as a promoter, but I, I do put on several events um, and I help out with other events as well. So my racing career is kind of on hold, if not over. But I, I started out as a cross-country mountain bike racer, um, which that format is just riding laps as hard as you can for as long as you can around a designated course. And then enduro, which has been my latest love and my latest passion, is a stage format where you kind of group ride to the top and then you race the downhill on a mountain. Uh, so yeah, I participate in races. I help put races on, but um, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a racer anymore. <laughs> You're just having fun. Yeah, I'm just kind of having fun. I don't, I don't like to pay to ride my bike. I mean, nothing wrong with paying to ride your bike, but I did it for so long and now I just like, I like to help a little bit more and put on races and, and see other people have fun. <laughs> Definitely. <yeah. laughs> so, and, and with that, um, you know, I'm sure there's been uh, plenty of travel opportunities that um, you guys have had, you know, whether that be going to different events or races, or I'm sure there's been plenty of, you know, trips just for fun as well. Where are some places that, that you've been uh, kind of through mountain biking? Oh, my Atlanta. That's a, that's, I, everywhere. I think <laughs> this would be like, where have I not been? Uh, you know, mountain biking has taken me to 47 states uh, and three countries. And what, I, what states are you missing? Uh, well, we <laughs> we did not ride in Hawaii, which was okay. totally a bummer. We we were really hoping to get that one on the list, but it's it's expensive to get there. Um, yeah. We did not ride in North or South Dakota. Despite traveling through areas of those states, we ended up not riding in those states. And then we did not ride in Alaska, but we did go to Alaska. Okay. So, yeah, but um, I've ridden and built mountain bike trails specifically uh, in 47 states. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> you, yeah. how, how does that, um, I, you know, obviously the riding, but building the trails, how does, I guess, how do you stumble upon that is it just like an outreach thing that you find them they find you or uh you know you just hear about it at some event or how do you get involved with that yeah no so before uh this life of working 
um, with where I work now, Trail Spring, which I, I don't know if, we, if I've even mentioned that yet or if you mentioned that, but uh, before this life, I worked for IMBA, the International Mountain Bicycling Association, as a member of their trail care crew. And our sole responsibility was to travel to a different community every single week for 46 weeks a year and teach them how to build and maintain sustainable trail. Uh, multi-use trail, not just mountain bike trail. So that was a grant that, that um, sorry, EMBA would award to a community that had applied for it. So all of our trips were kind of mapped out for us by EMBA. They just sent us the info. We went and we would, would teach our classes and do hands-on trail work. And so that's kind of what landed me in 47 states was working for EMBA. Wow, that's that's a pretty awesome uh, gig, I'd say. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a nice kind of sabbatical from life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know, um, and I know you mentioned that you've been to some other countries as well. Yeah. What's on What's on that list? Sure. So I've spent I've pro- I've probably been to every island in the Caribbean. Like we just like to get on a boat or a plane and go and it's close so that's super easy and you know usually there you have to rent bikes and and that's always difficult because you know it's not your size or you know you don't know where the trails are but I have I have ridden bikes in the Caribbean and Mexico as well Um, but we did spend a lot of time in New Zealand and the New Zealand trip was race specific we went there for a a seven day or sorry a five day stage enduro um, that took us across the entire uh, South Island. Uh, and that was almost completely paid for by Kuat Racks. Uh, we were riding for them at the time and they really helped us out with those race fees and registration fees and we wore their kit. And it was, it was just a great experience. So it was five days of stage racing, about 77 miles, I think, with 25,000 feet of climbing. Wow. And it was, it was phenomenal. We really got to explore that country. <laughs> Is it as uh, beautiful as everybody says it is? Oh, absolutely. It's <laughs> so beautiful. And it's over, It's almost overwhelmingly beautiful. You're just like, wow, like, how can I move here? But they don't let people move there. Like, they have shut that down. Just no more people in New Zealand. <laughs> really? Like, no I mean, exceptions at all? <laughs> you can apply for a travel visa, and you have to have, like, a job or be going to school and it's only for X amount of months and then they're like, see ya. Just a bunch of different trips. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and then, you know, you, you touched on, on Emba a little bit and kind of your involvement with um, not only your own community, but also other community trails and, you know, learning how to kind of build that up. Um, which kind of goes into obviously trail spring here in Springfield kind of playing a big role here locally with that. Um, so, you know, what, what is trail spring? Well, what are you guys doing over there? The mission and all that fun stuff. Sure. So trail spring is a nonprofit that is based here in the greater Springfield area. I mean, as Springfield grows, we hope, we hope to grow with it. Uh, but we're on a mission to improve the physical health and activity level of people living in the Springfield area. And we do that by creating and maintaining a network of multi-use trails. Um, those trails will also increase the economic vitality of the region. And we want to demonstrate the economic benefit of those trails and engage the local community in order to support and perpetuate that trail network. 
Um, so we really believe that trails enhance the attractiveness of our area and that they can also contribute positively to the health and well-being of the community and residents and even visitors and tourists. So that's that's kind of what we do in a nutshell and why we exist. So kind of, you know, for the people that are, already do live here, you know, giving them, I guess is what I heard basically, is giving them a, a reason to get outside that's... Um, fun than saying, Hey, let's go on a run around my block. Um, basically those activities. And then from a, from an outsider standpoint, you know, kind of using, using that as a, as almost a draw for people to come and visit and maybe stay and kind of build off that community growth is kind of how I understood that. Sure. Yeah. So we, Trail Spring isn't an organization that has members. We don't have constituents. Our organization is more like a business or a powerhouse that serves the community. And by serving the community, we're hoping to put more trail on the ground and then increase the attractiveness of our community so that more people stay here, more people move here. Um, you know, you, you talk about brain drain and, and everyone graduating from college and then running away somewhere else and the community shrinking. And we're trying to avoid that. We want young professionals to choose to stay here and live here and we want to give them a reason to do that and then also you know increase the health and wellness in general um, through those trails and so what I, I like i know one of the 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 big pieces um that you guys have is a uh, two rivers bike park um so and and that's just outside of springfield and you know how, how many how how big is that kind of what does that uh, area look like and then what are some of the some of the other areas or or greenways or anything like that that you guys are involved with sure so two rivers bike park is like you said right outside of springfield uh in highlandville missouri we have 15 and a half miles of multi-use trail there um we do not allow equine use but you can come and walk you can hike you can ride you can run um we do allow dogs on leashes and i've even seen some folks out there with cats on leashes so really, really? <laughs> it's a location um you know, that you can come and enjoy cycling, and uh, we do host several events there at Two Rivers. Um, outside of Two Rivers, Trail Spring is currently working on a conceptual design for 66 new miles of trail that will be called Dirt 66, and okay. that trail will run the expansion of uh, Route 66 from Sac River all the way to Fellows Lake. So if you're familiar with the Springfield area, just north of Springfield, we have several park properties and lakes that we hope to build linear trails in and then connect them with either greenways or shared use roads on county roads. And so that'll be a really big project and a really large draw to the Springfield area. And we're actually modeling Northwest Arkansas um, throughout this process. So they've had a lot of success with the Razorback Greenway and some of their new trail developments. And we're really looking at it as, hey, you know, we're in the middle of the United States. Like Missouri is smack dab in the middle. You can get to anywhere in 20 hours. So everyone that's passing from coast to coast or, you know, from north to south might be coming through. Like why not be a landing pad? Why not jump yeah. on with what's happening in Northwest Arkansas and make a regional destination. So that's what we're trying to do by incorporating new trail with Dirt 66. That's awesome. And, uh, and I'm assuming, um, well, I, I, I do know that there's a lot of, um, you know, volunteer activity that goes along with that, you know, 
um, you know, I don't know about the expansion, but as far as, you know, the, the upkeep and whatnot of two rivers, um, is, is that, uh, just people want to give out or, or, or give back because, you know, they love mountain biking or whatnot, or is that, uh, you know, do you have to do your own re- outreach for that? Like, how do you kind of get those kind of people involved? Um, and then not only that, but how do you get, um, you know, how, how are you helping to raise awareness for, um, the, the area and kind of the initiatives that you guys are, are, are doing? Sure. Yeah. So, with Trail Spring not being an organization that has constituents or members that pay dues to be a member of the organization, it is challenging to get things done because we are relying on volunteers uh, to come and step up and, and, you know, put in some time. And sometimes it's hard to recruit people, but uh, through Two Rivers, we have a pretty amazing volunteer of the year program that we adapted uh, about four years ago. And Essentially, the volunteers track their hours throughout the year on our website, which is trailspring.org, if anyone's interested. Um, And at that website, with tracking their hours, they are auto-populated for the entire year. And at the end of the year, we have a huge festival called Single Track Mind. And at that festival, we award essentially our top five volunteers uh, based on hours. So every hour that they put in raking, scraping, tamping, helping us with trash, you know, pruning, whatever, we calculate that and we give away prizes. And usually the top volunteer is awarded whatever bike they're most interested in and are most excited to have. So it's not like a little prize where we're giving away, you know, a tiny gift bag or something like that. Not not to downplay that, but we really value our volunteers and and I find it to be um, a super rewarding program to be able to award someone that's worked their butt off all year long and give them an amazing bike that they can you know turn around and use at all the trails and and kind of show off and have that bragging right for them. Yeah, it's not a that's not a bad uh not a bad prize there. <laughs> oh yeah. It definitely incentivizes folks. And we do intend to continue the volunteer of the year program into the Dirt 66 project. Uh, so we'll, we'll still be tracking hours and hosting work days and, and recruiting people to be involved with that project as well. That's awesome. Well, and, and you kind of mentioned it before, but like, you know, one of the, one of the main events um, that, that you guys and, and you put on as well um, to kind of help kind of create Springfield or, or the mindset of, of Springfield as that regional kind of destination is through the Single Track Mind Festival, which is actually going on its fifth year. Um, you know, I've of course been there. I know it's an awesome time, but you know, for uh, those of us who don't know, or for those who don't know, you know, what, what is the festival about? You know, what, what kind of things can you really expect from it? Um, yeah, sure. So single track mind festival, like you mentioned, uh, we're on the fifth year. Uh, it's a three day all trail festival. Uh, we host in the past years, it's been three races. This year, we are excited to announce that we have five races. Um, we will do a trail run a race. We will do enduro, a cross-country mountain bike race, a dirt crit, and then a gravel grinder. So a little bit of something for everyone that loves, you know, being on their bike or on their feet. We're trying to, to hit everyone there. Um, we really hope to a raise awareness uh you know for trails like what does it take to build a trail what does it take to maintain a trail i mean all of the funds that go into this event 
that we receive from race entries and from sales and concessions and swag, everything like that goes directly back into the trail. And it, you may look around and see 3,200 people at this festival and say, wow, this is a lot of money. Where's all this money going? Well, okay, turn around and look at all that trail. That's, that's exactly where this money's going. Um, so it's, it's definitely our biggest fundraiser every year. And uh, without it, I don't think we can continue to do the work that we're doing with Dirt 66 and um, with the expansion of Two Rivers, which we do hope to build more trail there. Like I said, we have 15 miles, but um, we have another phase in mind uh, if we're able to raise those funds. Uh, but other than races, you can expect live music. We have a vendor expo with a lot of outdoor retail businesses and local businesses that have, you know, green mentality. Um, We'll have shuttles, so if you don't want to race but you want to ride your bike and you don't necessarily want to pedal up the hill, we'll shuttle you to the top. Uh, we'll have group rides and group runs. We have camping, bonfires. We do a Red Bull movie night where we rent this giant, and I mean like giant screen that goes on the outside of our barn, and we do a movie at nightfall. Um, it's all Always a Red Bull movie. This year we're doing North by Nightfall because uh, it's their new movie this year. Nice. Um, we have swag, tons of things to purchase. It's, it's just a good time. And, and like I said, it's three days and it's over Labor Day weekend. So if you don't have anything to do and you love being outside and you still want to be able to go to the lake on Monday, come hit up the festival. It's August 31st through September 2nd. Yeah, and I think the, the cool part about that too is not only that you have um, so many different mountain bike events and whatnot, um, but it's also kind of uh, sort of geared around a family too. We, you know, with a uh, bunch of events for kids, um, you know, there's the, the concerts at night and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, you guys should definitely check that out. But so, and so I know you touched on this before, but you know, when you guys just started out the first year, how many attendees did you have? And now what, what did those, what did those look like last year? Sure. So I think on year one, we had about 750 people show up. Uh, which at the time we were like, yay, that's amazing, 750 people. Uh, but last year we had just over 3,200 people. Wow. Show up. Um, and Two Rivers isn't a large place. Like, you know, it's 15 miles of trail, but as far as our infrastructure goes, 3,200 people is a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it was cool just to see that we pulled from 12 different states. So when you register and you fill out, you know, your waiver and all that, we ask you where you're from. And, and we did get about 12 different states worth of people coming to the event. Um, so, you know, it was kind of cool to see where our reach is and, and, you know, that Two Rivers is becoming a destination that people are willing to take some time out of their week or out of their month and, and, and come see us. So, yeah. What, what is the, the farthest away or the farthest state away? Well, we had someone register from Pennsylvania last year, and I I was like, did you drive all the way here for this, or are you visiting family, or, you know, what's going on? And he had actually grown up in uh, Mountain Home, Arkansas, okay. so not too terribly far away, and he said he just saw a post online and was super excited and decided to make a trip and visit his family and to hit single track mind on the way back. So it was, it was pretty cool to see someone from Pennsylvania. Cause I think that's pretty far of a jaunt to yeah. motivate someone to, to create a week around our <laughs> event. But yeah. Uh, we usually, you know, we're surrounded by 12 States. Missouri touches 12 States. So we, we pretty much pull from those States, but still it's, it's great to see people traveling for something like this. 
Yeah. And I, I know a lot of the people that are a lot of the attendees that come up, you know, they're, they're coming back year after year. Um, and some of them, yeah, they do have a, a pretty big time commitment to drive and, and stay and do all that stuff. So um, I think that kind of attests to the good time and the, and the, and the fun, fun times that are had there that people really look forward to it. So definitely. Um, now, as far as like, uh, you know, an effect within the, the mountain bike community and, um, and whatnot, ha- have you seen, I guess, some, the added benefit, I guess, of that extra exposure, um, that is, you know, returned kind of filled it back into the trail spring mission, um, you know, f- from the success that that event has had. Yeah, I think so. I mean, every, every year after single track mine, you know, more and more people are coming back to the park and asking for shuttles or, you know, they're telling their friends and then the next year they're coming back and, and I get uh, survey folks saying, oh, you know, like my mom told me this or my mom's cousin told me this or so-and-so told me this. And uh, last year at Single Track Mind, we announced Dirt 66 as a conceptual design. You know, at that point, we didn't have permission. We were just thinking, you know, this is what we want to do. This is our next goal. This is what we want to, um, this is our legacy is, you know, building this additional 66 miles of trail. And since we announced that plan at Single Track Mind last year, I mean, the support has been overwhelming. Like my inbox blew up with people asking, how can I volunteer? How can I help? Where can I donate money? You know, I want to see this happen. And it's not just people from Springfield. Folks from Joplin, Forsyth, Fort Smith, you know, even up into Kansas City and St. Louis, they want to see this happen. They want to be able to get in a car, you know, travel a short distance, even Kansas City and St. Louis isn't necessarily a short distance, but it's not overwhelming. And they want to be able to make a long weekend out of it. And there aren't a lot of places that you can go and ride 66 miles of trail in one weekend and, you know, not have to drive all over the place. So I think that, you know, year after year, we're seeing our support grow through the events that we have and, um, you know, through the outreach that we do. And I I think it's only going to get better. (laughs) No, well, I, I think so. I think it's had good success and it keeps growing. So I'm really excited to see what it looks like this year um, as far as that growth goes. So, you know, moving forward, you know, whether that, um, you know, might be on, uh, you know, more, you know, personal level for what you're doing or something with single track mind or trail spring, but what could you use more of um, that, that can help, you know, um, you know, communities in general or, you know, help the different programs that you have specifically? So, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you start over? <laughs> I no. was listening, but I, <laughs> I was thinking, this is a problem. I'm a blonde for those of you that can't see, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> so what, what could, what could you use more of, you know, whether that, you know, whether that's in your, um, your personal life as far as, you know, in mountain biking or kind of from a community standpoint of what you're involved with, or even if it's um, something like trail spring or single track mine specific. Um, And that could be anything from more volunteers to you'd like to see more people holding the doors open for other people, you know, through positivity. What, what are those, are there any things like that that kind of stand out that um, you think could kind of help our community just in general that can kind of have like a trickle down effect more or less? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that we could use more community pride. <laughs> you know, Springfield 
is it's a it's growing it's a big community and we're a diverse ecosystem here and there are people from all walks of life um and i i've noticed that when i'm on a trail or i'm you know recreating in general other recreationally minded people are really polite and they're generous and genuinely excited to see other people recreating and having a good time I have rarely met someone while out recreating that I don't like and that's just because it's a community and I think that Springfield needs more of that in general we need more people to have a sense of ownership and pride in their community and I think that outdoor sports lends a huge hand to that and that trickles all the way down to getting kids on bikes or getting kids involved with something other than video games or sitting in front of the TV or going to the mall. You know, how can we get kids outside and excited about being healthy and just running around and being kids and getting on their bike and, and going to a bike park? Um, so I really think that we could use more of that. We, we could use more parents and more, you know, older people making the effort to bring outdoor sports and outdoor recreation into the younger generations. And I, and I see it all over. There are tons of different programs like NICA, for example, the National Interscholastic uh, Cycling Association that is doing a huge part at getting kids on bikes. And I think the younger we start, the better that our communities are going to be as they grow and as you know, those kids grow up and take it into their families as well. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Um, the more involvement. Yeah, especially from a, a younger generation level, um, figuring out ways to get the kids involved with these kind of sports and, and do that. I know you guys have a little pump track out at Two Rivers too. So um, if you guys want to bring your young, youngsters out there. Um, but I guess uh, to kind of to wrap things up though, um, with that, uh, you mentioned it before, but where can people find, uh, find Trail Spring online? Where can people go to register for Single Track Mind Festival coming up this Labor Day weekend um, and kind of keep up with Trail Spring and, and what you guys have going on? Sure. So our website is trailspring.org, and it's currently about to go under construction. So as we're kind of developing Dirt 66 and some of the other things, our website's going to be getting a facelift. So if you go there now, it might not look the same in a month from now. Um, if you want to keep up with Single Track Mind Festival, the website there is singletrackmindfestival.com. You can register for general admission and just come hang out with us for three days and party and, and eat food and listen to music and just chill or you can sign up for your races there as well. And then both of those, uh, Trail Spring and Single Track Mine are on Facebook and Instagram as well. So it's just at Trail Spring or at Single Track Mine. And, um, you know, we just kind of update things as they go. But right now it's crunch time. We're about a month out to the day uh, that we're recording this anyway <laughs> from Single Track Mine. So um, if, you're, if you're not gonna join us, then maybe reconsider what you're doing on Labor Day weekend. <laughs> And you guys definitely should do that. Like I said, it's a good time. I, I don't participate in the events, but I do um, love hanging out, listen to music, watch other people just ride their hearts out. Um, hopefully it won't be too hot, but um, it's, it's a good time. So, but uh, yeah, Lori, thank you again for joining us, joining us and kind of tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, you know, trail spring and then single track mine as well. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me.
Hey guys, I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.